B'Shem Hashem Na'asev Na'asiyach. I wanted to talk about, um, actually I was thinking about my 20-year rabbinical career. This is one of the top 10 questions I got asked. That's why I decided to give a share on this specific subject. Uh, we Sephardic Jews are very superstitious. And a lot of people ask me, Rabbi, are we allowed to move into a new house during the days of the Omer? Because obviously, we hope everybody in their house, they have a lot of Shalom Bayit and Mazal, and people, God forbid, don't want to do the wrong thing. So this is actually a Teshuvah in Rabobad, volume Aleph, Yechavadat, Teshuvah 24. And I think the, the, the beautiful part is, there's a big misconception a lot of people have between this halacha and the laws of Tishaba. So Rabobadia, he doesn't specifically deal with moving into a new house, but it's the same thing. He says during the days of the Omer, is one allowed to have a new fruit that he's never had in season, like, you know, so to say Shekhyanu, and buy new clothing or move into a new house. Which obviously when one moves into a new house, also one should say Shekhyanu. So he says that obviously we know for the laws of... Um, The three weeks when we mourn the destruction of our holy temples, right? Uh, the Bet Hamikdash, the first one that was destroyed by the Babylonians, second one by the Romans. Then it's not appropriate th- during those um, three weeks, right? Ben Hametzarim to have any buy extravagant new clothes like new suits, new you know, expensive clothes, expensive new fruits that you haven't had because it makes you happy, right? Well, I haven't had this cherry for a whole year. So you say, Baruch, right? Or you have a new, brand new suit. Um, so that is very clear why we don't say Shekhyanu during the three weeks of mourning because that's a time where uh, millions of Jews were mass. I mean, over the years, Holocaust also started. World War One started in, on which is connected to World War Two and Kristallnacht and all these things. I don't know millions of Jews, but uh, countless Spanish Inquisition happened on Tisha B'Av. Right, a lot, a lot of bad stuff happened, starting with the Jews' death decree that they have to die. Right, all the men in the in the midbar. So therefore, it's not. Because what does the bracha shechianu mean? Thank you, God, for bringing to this time, right? But this time is not a good time. And that's clear in the Shulchan Aruch in chapter 551 that we definitely, it's a big no-no to say shechianu, and it's brought down in many other poskim. Now, we know why do we mourn, and not like uh, if you see my beard is really long, or get haircuts during these three days, because 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva died. So the que- the question is, one could maybe say that the same way, you know, the temp- temples were destroyed, this problem also happened. And Rav Haigon brings, you know, the 24,000 Jews the world became very desolate, the Gemara in Yevamot says. Can you imagine? The biggest yeshiva in the world that had not 1,000, not 2,000, 
12,000 times two, right? Because each one had a chavruta. The world was uh, desolate of, of the light of Torah. So maybe perhaps one should not say Shechianu also. Now, we know for sure of Haigon and the Shulchan Aruch brings in chapter 493, which talks about the laws of the Omer, that it is appropriate not to take a haircut and shave your beard during this time in honor of the 24,000. So perhaps, just like during the three weeks, we don't say Shechianu and buy new clothing and then move into a new house and so maybe perhaps one should not um, do the same thing in this time. But Ravavadya says, no, it's two different worlds. And, and this is probably the, today's halacha class is going to be a little shorter than the rest. But Ravavadya basically says that... Um, Two different galaxies, right? The, the, the hundreds of thousands of Jews that were killed during the three weeks and we, is, is, is a different, much stricter and more difficult. The time is a bad time. It's a time that the Jews have no mazel, right? The three weeks. This, the days of the Omer actually were originally planned to be happy days. You know that? Do you know the Kabbalist in Safat? They treated the 49 days of Omer as Chola Moed, the Ramban says, and they didn't used to go to work, which means, you know, in the ancient, in many generations, like the Rambam, especially the Sephardic Jews, even the rabbis used to have a profession, right? Obviously, they were very spiritual people. They used to maybe only work two hours or three hours a day or one hour a day. Just the bare bones minimum for them to survive. But... These days actually are days of light and happiness because we're, we, we got freed from Egypt, right? We're commemorating freeing of Egypt. And then there's a bridge, the 49 days of Omer is like a bridge, a beautiful, kind of like a golden gate bridge, spiritual golden gate bridge, uh, celebrating the freedom from slavery to the freedom from the Satan by through Torah, right? Because only through law man is free. To be a law-abiding citizen not just of civil law, but godly law, right? And then you get freed from the, the Satan. And that's why it's brought down in the Kabbalistic works that they, the, the Kabbalists used to, these days are, have such a su- supreme light in, light and holiness in them. The Kabbalists didn't even used to go to work. Like, just like it's better not to go to work during Chola Moed. So, therefore, Ravavadia brings from the Mamar Mordechai, which is one of the great Sephardic Achronim, that he says people mixed up the two rules. God forbid, we don't want to discount. You know how sometimes people say, oh, this is feeling bad for a certain bad event, and that's feeling bad for a certain bad and then they mix up the halachot. So I read for you uh, the Mamar Mordechai inside, in chapter 493, he says, he has no idea and no source why it would be forbidden to buy any new suit or move into a new house or say Shechianu during the days of the Omer. He says that he never found any source in any post-Kim Rishonim. And he says that, uh, and I read for you verbatim, 
says, first of all, even during those times, taking a haircut and stuff, some hold, the Rambam holds, it's only the week of, not the three weeks. Right? The Sephardim only holds from really from Rosh Chodesh. So he says, he says he has not found in any book that it should be forbidden to buy new clothing or eat new fruits and say the bracha of Sheikh Yanu and move into the house is a new thing. He says that people mix up the two laws. Bet HaMikdash is a whole different level of mourning, right? Because the time, in many different generations, many different bad things happen, right? Beitar, the biggest city that 600,000 Jews died, got wiped out. Every somebody was killed. The second temple was destroyed all on the same day. The Jews had to wander in the Sinai Desert for 40 years. The first temple was destroyed, right? The, the streets of Jerusalem were like bloods of river, right? It's a whole different thing. Okay, one one bad thing happened, but it's it's a different world. So he says that um, there's actually the Sefer Pachad Yitzchak, the Divrei Malkiel, the Karen David, Rabbi Yitzchak Felaji, the great Felaji family, which were the chief rabbis and poskim of the um, Turkish Jewry, say there's no absolutely no problem. That one thing has each one has its own set of rules, right? So for the three weeks, which is much more strict and much more intense, you're not allowed to have a fruit that you hadn't had. It's better not to have a fruit or buy new clothing. But this time there's no problem. And if you do research in chapter 493, the Shulchan Aruch also doesn't bring down anything about not saying You know that? The Mamar Mordechai, which was a... What? what uh, yeah, no, no, Elijah, let me just finish this year, then I'll, I'll take your question. So, so, so it says... It says if one researches in the Shulchan Aruch, there's no mention whatsoever, whether in the Bet Yosef, which is the preamble, right? It's where the Shulchan Aruch first wrote a commentary on the tour, right? And then from there he extrapolates his halachas in the Shulchan Aruch. Neither in the Bet Yosef, neither in the Shulchan Aruch, there is no halachic source for not saying Baruch HaShachianu in these days. Now, uh, that's why Rabbi actually goes so far to say that if somebody was under the impression that halachically it's forbidden to say Berachah during the days of the Omer, you don't even need to do Hatarat Nedarim because it was like you accepted this custom under false pretenses. I read for you verbatim, He says it's a false minhag. You know, certain minhagim, you know, certain minhagim are, this is, this is God forbid, you know, certain customs are the minhag and gehinot have the same words. So certain minhagim you find in shuls and communities is based on the second matan Torah those people had and they're actually, they're very dangerous and bad. But this is not, this is just the extra chumrah which is not brought down in Shulchan Aruch. And a lot of the achronim, six, seven different achronim that I quoted to you reject it. So Rav Avadia says you don't even if you thought that it was forbidden to buy a new suit or say uh, on a juicy new cherry or type of fruit that you haven't had to eat and you, you would think you're not allowed to say Sheikh Yanu, it's a 
you made this exception on a false premise. So therefore, you don't even need to nullify your neder. Right? Because if you do a mitzvah once, or a stringency, then it's like it became a neder. So if you don't want to do the stringency anymore, you need to get hatarat neder. Did you know that? But since this was based on a false information, right? Because halakhically, the Shulchan Aruch does not bring it down, right? So therefore, um, it's just the extra thing. And Ravavadi even goes further, and he says, He says, even if you knew that this is a Chumrah, so if you, if you thought this was a Halacha, it's not a Halacha, right? So therefore, you don't even know to that. Even if you knew from, even if you know that this was a stringency, again, Rabbi Vadya says you don't need Hatarat Nedarin. Wow. Why is that? Because he says, usually when you do a stringency, right? Like we keep six hours, five and a half hours between meat and milk, right? Because we don't chas shalom want a piece of the meat to be in our hand when we drink the milk, right? Have the ice cream. But this is like you're making up a new religion. Not say Shekhyon. It's not brought down in Shulchan Aruch. It's not brought down in any Rishonim. So, and he says, Adar Rabbi, the Gemara, Rabbi Vadya brings in the, the end of the Gemara in Yerushalmi and Kedushin says, God's going to punish you for not, if God created a beautiful dragon fruit, God created this world for us to have pleasure in. We're going to put that in the positivity podcast, my daughter. Did you know the first mitzvah God gave mankind is? See, God is all positivity and light. Before he told us, don't have that one forbidden fruit that Adam and Eve had. You know what his first mitzvah was? The Or Sameach, the Meshech Achma says, Achol Tochal, right? The Or Sameach brings from the Rishonim and from, I think it's a Zohar or thing. God said, I want you to, um, I created the whole beauty and delight of the world for you. So go and enjoy the Garden of Eden. That rainbow of different fruits, different colors of fruits and different tastes. And the Gemara in Kiddushin, the Yerushalmi says that if somebody, person could have, you know, had a little, a nice piece of a fruit and therefore became closer to God, see how great God is, that God is the greatest artist and didn't have it, he's going to get punished. So why not? If you haven't had a fruit, say Shechianu. So Ravavadia goes, is very against this. He says that there is a book called the Yosef Ometz, that he is the source that says one should not wear new clothing. So again, so fruits is a close, right? Fruits, there is no source whatsoever. So if there's a special, delicious, delightful fruit that you haven't had, and it comes springtime, and it's a season, no worry at all. You could say Shekhyan. Now there is a Midat Chasidut regarding suits. And Rav, Rav Yitzchak Filaji holds of this in the Yafel Alev. But then again, Rav Avadia says this is more of Ashkenazic minhag. Um, it's not clear if the Sephardim accepted it. So if you really are into, you bought a new suit and you really want to wear it, wear it on Shabbat. Right, and then you could say the shechian on Shabbat, because some kops can hold even during the three weeks. You're allowed to do that. You know that, as long as it's not in the nine days. So, but the first seventeen days, 
of the days of mourning. So, so it says for sure now. And then Rav Avadia writes in the end of the Teshuvah that in the end of the day, if you have a Baruch Hashem, Hashem should be zoche everybody to get engaged, or you have a Brit Milah, or you have a Pidyon Aben, you have a nice, happy occasion during the day of the Omer, and you don't, you need a suit, he says there's absolutely no problem. Go buy the new suit, say a new Shechianu on it, it's, um, enjoy life, cause it's, it's so sad that these, um, and parenthetically, I'll, uh, since we love Kabbalah so much, I'll leave you off with a beautiful Kabbalistic thing. You have to know, these students of Rabbi Akiva always heard from their master, Rabbi Akiva, that you have to love your neighbor as yourself. And love your neighbor means respect your neighbor as yourself. So what? They were learning Torah, some of them 20 hours a day, 18 hours a day. They didn't, why didn't, why didn't they have the decency to respect each other? So you know what it says in Kabbalah? It says Rabbi Akiva was a Gilgul of Zimri ben Salui, the prince of Shimon, that committed, you know, adultery with Kozbi Batsur. And these 24,000 students were the 24 people from the tribe of Shimon that committed, you know, sexual sin with the idol, idol, idolatresses. So, so, yeah, same 24. It's, these are a reincarnation of their soul. So he says, since they all knew, that in their previous soul they had done disgusting stuff, they couldn't respect each other. Wow. Right? Because he said, oh, you think you're such a big shot. Last time you were alive in this physical world, your soul did some really bad stuff. So that's kind of the Kabbalistic reason, but Hashem should help us to know that there's unlimited light and potential in these days. And one can say, Shekhiyanu, move into a new house. And that was a question that I got asked a dozens of times, and that's why everybody should enjoy the days of the Omer and take, not take them for granted, grab their spiritual power, Amir. Amen.